When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, in an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 50 minutes to both. Today we speak to Terry Saunders, one third of the Full Formula One Sake podcast about the new F1 season and why the sport that we both love is just so boring. Mira May's haunting vocals soar on I Don't Want You, a piece of music that beautifully mixes dancehall, bangra and London street soul. Hello. The Australian Grand Prix is on Sunday. I love a bit of Formula One, so do you. But come on, how the hell can we sell this most exciting of boring sports? We can't sell it to people, to the uninitiated, can we? It can be crushingly boring. I couldn't agree more. It's just about the worst sport that I love. Um, (laughs) It's on a good day, it's up there with the best, but there are so many bad days. But what I'll say hmm. is it's the in-between the races that's amazing, without fail. As, r- r- in terms of... When you say in-between, you mean when they're not racing, it's amazing? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the politics, the 
the power shifting, the everything else, the business behind it, that is when the real the real racing comes out. On the track, sometimes it's just a bit of a procession and it's a good time to maybe make a meal. <laughs> well, <laughs> I kind of... I regret the part of Jean-Marie Burlesque because that's when you had real politics. That's when Bernie wasn't quite as powerful as, as he was until he just got killed by Liberty Media. But he was a crazy Frenchman that just did whatever he wanted to do, didn't he? He just gerrymandered the results of racism and stuff. He just didn't care. Yeah, 4 to 1's got a long history of just being run by some mad bloke at the top and everything else doesn't really matter. You know, there's backhanders here and there and lots of stuff going on. It's just, it's an insane sport that let's not ever forget is basically just very rich men very rich white men or nearly all the time just driving around in extremely expensive cars there is no more elitist sport than formula one and yet i love it here's the thing though right you Mm -hmm. are doing an amazing job at not selling the sport because you're saying the actual action on the track you know isn't that good it's all the politics it's the backbiting and ultimately this is the 1% sport as well. And me being a dyed-in-the-wool communist, socialist, do-gooding, livy, you know, liberal, I, I feel dirty watching a like in Formula 1. Please no, tell I me. Agree. No, but, no, 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 no. Please disagree. How, we, we, <laughs> and we're doing this podcast to help sell the sport that we love. And we're not doing a very good job, are we? There is something about mm. the sport that is when you see those moments of real danger and real skill uh, if anyone's ever tried to do like motor racing on a computer game and how easy it is just to ram the next guy off the track and when you actually realise that the skill these drivers have to be going at like 200 miles an hour going around the tightest of bends and they can be like inches apart with their tyres and if they touch they go, one of them's going to go in the air and you know the, da- the dangers are less than they were but you know you could still easily die from a bad crash when you see that kind of skill when you see someone like Max Verstappen who if you don't know he's like a 11 year old who's just come into Formula 1 and is driving the pants off everyone else when you see those kind of moments then it really is a breathtaking sport tell you what I remember one of the most poignant moments for me was I think it was the European Grand Prix, it's 1997, and it was a crazy race, and I think it's when Barrichello won for Stewart. Mm-hmm. So it's when all the cars just fell off the track. Yes, yes. It's the only way that could happen. You know, Stewart were an, an average to middling team at the time, and um, or was it John, uh, Johnny Herbert won? Anyway, a Stewart won, that's the main thing, and they weren't supposed mm-hmm. to win. And so you had uh, all, you know, you had the McLarens at the front, and then they, they crashed out, and the Ferraris crashed out. And anyway, my team was kind of a seller. I've always been, oh, you've got to support the underdog. Now, yes. for people who are listening here, you've got to understand that, you know, Ferrari only exists, the road cars only exist because uh, Mr. Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari, um, had racing cars he needed to support his habit of racing cars so he decided to sell cars so that's the reason why there's always ferrari in formula one then there's other teams like williams or mercedes and teams that you've heard of but there's always these back market teams no hopers and the seller i think it was luca badoa so you had this middling to rubbish driver in an utterly dreadful car 
and he's fifth. He's fifth. Oh, and Asella hadn't scored points in forever. They had this lumbering slow car and it broke down two laps before the end. Luca Badoa got out of his car and he cried. And he and you saw his head bob. And he, and, he, and he just slumped to the ground. And I've never felt more connected to a Formula One driver. And it is, it's the most amazing thing that you forget when you're watching because you, you see the car and you see there's just a helmet in the middle of the car and you forget that in that helmet there's a human with psychology and with a brain and with wants and needs and sometimes those mighty performances like you were just talking about or when someone's about to have their first win or when someone's just had a nasty crash or something, you go, that's a person in there and mm. it's not... It, so much of one is now controlled by computers you've got data everywhere they've got sensors on every part of the car they can tell you exactly what the car's had for breakfast at what mile it's going to collapse but there's no sensors yet invented that can tell you when <laughs> someone's gonna someone's gonna break down in their head <laughs> and that's what still makes it amazing and you know i actually think i'm not a i'm not a total technophobe any stretch of the imagination we're doing this in we're doing this interview over skype i'm in san francisco you're in london uh, and it's all working however i do i would like formula one to go back to a slightly simpler time take a lot of the sensors off because the cars don't even break down anymore not to the regularities they used to that was proper drama would the car even get to the end was part of the fun it is it is a real problem because on one side you have Formula One has to be, because that's what it is, just cutting edge of technology. All through its history, it's been the most advanced, X, Y, Z. Everything's brilliant about it. And yet, some it's hit a point where it's gone too far, and now the cars are bulletproof, unless they're a McLaren, and they... <laughs> They've got this kind of yeah sensors everywhere, and also this is what bugs me the most about this is like so, you know back in what we call the glory days, so, crazily on lap fifty one of a race mm. a car could just explode like the engine will give up there's smoke everywhere that driver retires it's great telly and you know we all kind of weep or cheer like the driver or not. And now what happens is that the same problem can happen with an engine. An engine can still explode, but because of all the sensors, the team go, oh, that engine's about to explode. All right, so I say to the driver, could you drive in the pits? We're going to retire this lap. And then they just drive in the pits and get out of the car, and that's the end of the race, which is the same result. But there's no drama on the telly to Absolutely. see someone go, oh, well, we, we thought we were about to go. So, you know, it's like it's like if in football they went, right, unless you, if you're not going to score a goal, don't bother trying. One of the things which I absolutely loved from the 1980s was the fact that Ayrton Senna, for argument's sake, was always called the master because the way he went through back markers, the back markers didn't just dive out of the way willy-nilly because somebody waved a blue flag. He had to drive around them. Somebody like Renny Arnoux was a bastard. Renny Arnoux said, I'm driving my race. If you're faster than me, you'll find a way around. I don't care whether you're lapping me or whether you're just coming up behind me to pass. Find your own way around. That was brilliant. I hate blue flags. And you know what? I hate them almost as much as I hate sensors in engines now. I think you're right. We need explosions and and the lack of blue flags. We need them to go. Exactly, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of rules that, you know, there's new owners in Formula 1. We can all be hopeful that there's going to be some sense coming after decades of bizarre decisions. But at the same time, I, I can't be too hopeful. I'm still terrified that we're going to go down the wrong path because that's what Formula 1 does Formula 1 is very good at going down the wrong path I'll tell you the other thing which is kind of really 
not only just brought Formula One to prominence and made Bernie Eccleston a, a billionaire, but actually potentially ruined it. It's telly. And that is a somewhat of a weak link, Terry, for you to tell me about Tellyman by Mainline. What, what is this all this jangly white middle class indie London music all about and why should I think it's any good? Because I am a man who is now 37 years old and I am aware that most of the music I like is music from the 90s when I was 17 and I've, the most gigs I've been to in the last couple of years have been revival gigs, it's been bands getting back together. And then on the radio a couple of years ago, I heard this band, Teddy Man, and this song, and it was, it just stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, there is still good new music out there. Everything's okay. I can be, I can be young again. And I went to see Teddy Man play a few times. And every time I was probably the oldest in the room, but I was fine with that because I was like, do you know what? I'm still relevant. And um, yeah, this was a song that. So you're uh, still relevant because you like a band that reminds you of the 90s. They don't remind me of the 90s. That's, that's a coincidence. I won't have that slur. They are <laughs> they are very modern with maybe yeah maybe a bit ninety yeah they're quite nineties aren't they yeah yeah it's oh god what have I become can we can we play some some just pick a song that seems more relevant to the youth Taylor Swift got any Taylor Swift <laughs> bit of Drake bit of Drake there you go this is fine.
Have you seen that video? The main line. Ooh. They're all dressed oh. up. In, it, it, it's very of the moment. Uh, I'm not saying they're transgender, but there is definitely uh, male type people in in dresses and uh, doing uh, and squeezing fruit. That's what I've got to oh, say. Yes, I, I have. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Weird. Very, very weird. But if the Grand Prix on Sunday gets a little bit too boring, I'll whack on a little bit of Tellyman. Perfect. Now, predictions for the season, sir. Who's going to win? I kind of think it has to be Hamilton, doesn't it? He's going to. The Mercedes is bound to be. Oh, say um, something controversial. Come on. Well, stick I think your neck Ricardo. out and go Force India. I, yeah, we're not going to be Force India, not with their new car. I don't think they're going to do well. I think, however... Because it's pink. Not the pink. For me, it's the, the... If you Google a picture of their car, all the other cars have got these kind of weird noses. They look the same. Force India looks like a, a fingernail that's just lifting. It's just got a little kind of bit. It's like you've got your fingernail caught, and it just makes you feel sick every time. So that's not even with the colour. Um, now, I think if it's not going to be Hamilton, which I think is probably most likely then I'm going to put um, Daniel Ricciardo in really? for my top tip. I think Over Verstappen? Yeah, I'm not, I don't rate Verstappen. I mean, he's amazing. He's the best driver of generation, but so cocky. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wasn't that, did you just say two completely contradictory things? I don't rate him, but he's the best of his generation. Yeah, he is demonstratively the, one of the best new drivers that's appeared in the last kind of 10 years. He is amazing. The, the the race he did at the end of last year, I think it was a Brazilian Grand Prix when it was raining, and he was just carving around everyone, was mm. a masterclass. But personally, I can't stand him. Is that because just, he's young? And... He's young, he's cocky, um, everyone loves him, so that automatically puts me off him. Got a famous you know. ex Formula One driving dad. Exactly. You Speaks know, only... English perfectly like every other continental does. <laughs> The arrogance exactly. of the boy. <laughs> exactly. How, how dare he be talented? And he probably gives lots of charity as well. What a bastard. So you're going Hamilton. And who's going to win the Constructors? Now, this is, I think it's going to be Ferrari or Red Bull. I think I've got a feeling that Bottas, who's come in to replace Rosberg this year, is mm. going to choke a little bit. And I think it's going to be Hamilton winning races. But I think Bottas is going to come up short. So I think it's going to be whoever's the best next team, which is. Oh, you want to say Ferrari because of the history and because of everything, and they've looked very promising pre-season. But let's face it, Ferrari are good at one thing, and that's just cocking up throughout the year. So, Red Bull, Red Bull for the constructors, I think. And just before we sign off, Terry Saunders, um, mm-hmm. if you if you were Liberty Media, who've just bought Formula One lock, stock, and barrel. Or maybe if you're Ross Bourne, who's now the sporting director. Um, if you could change one rule, what would that rule Ooh. be? Um, well, actually, I'd go back to your thing earlier on, the blue flags. Let's make them race properly again. And also, the DRS system has got to go. Hey, stop it. I quite like a bit of DRS. Because it no, doesn't often no. liven some dull races. Yeah, but this is the point, you see. The DRS is causing a problem that shouldn't be there so it's like it's going you know what it's 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 absolutely fine that you know we've got this we've, we've put this rug over the big um the big dog mess on the carpet so you're like, oh, a rug. that's nice 
Well, you take the rug off. Don't take the rug off. But the <laughs> rug's there. What a lovely rug. And you're like, well, actually, do you know what would be better? It's not to have dog mess on my carpet. I think that's a perfect sign-off for Formula One. <laughs> that, that really does sum it up. <laughs> Terry Saunders, how can people catch up with your fantastic podcast? We are, uh, for Formula One's sake, uh, which is, we've got a website, ff1s.com, and we're on iTunes and all the other stuff, and Twitter, and yeah, just find us for F1's sake, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and listen to us, and be offended at Formula One. Uh, I only got you on this because uh, Chica wouldn't respond to my email. Oh, that sounds typical of Chica. But you know what? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Handsworth Revolution is the title track of the third album by British reggae outfit Steel Pulse.
and just sit there on your ass and let that funky chain dance. Brother, sister, shoot your best. We don't need this fascist cool thing. Brothers, sisters, we don't need that fascist cool thing. History will repeat itself. Crisis point when in the hour. Down the force will do no good. Pop you as I feel your power. It will prove that funky stuff. It's not for you and me, girl. No, 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 no. Europe's an unhappy land. They've had their fascist growth thing. We Don't Need This Fascist Groove Thing is a song performed by British synth pop band Heaven 17. It was a minor hit in the UK in 1981 despite being banned by the BBC. Democrats are out of power Across the blue white ocean Reagan's president-elect Fascists are in motion Generals tell them what to do Stop your good time dancing Train your guns on me and you Fascists like you're dancing Sisters, brothers, lend a hand Increase our population Grab that good thing by the throat And throw it in the ocean You're real tonight, you move my soul Let's cruise out on the dance floor your hands and dance your dance Shake the fascist groove thing Brothers, sisters We don't need that fascist groove thing Brothers, sisters We don't need that fascist groove thing Brothers, sisters We don't need that fascist groove thing Brothers, sisters We don't need that fascist hope you enjoyed this week's show don't forget you can follow the show's progress on facebook by simply typing in friday 15 you can also find us on twitter where you can follow me where i'm at royfield spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d now every thursday you can jump onto twitter and tweet me and nominate the song for me to put into this week's friday 15 iTunes reviews, folks, are extremely important. They're the lifeblood of any podcast. Please go onto iTunes and write us a, a glowing review. And don't forget, finally, you can email me from Royfield, spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D, at gmail.com. See you all again in seven days' time for more good music and great conversation. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.